This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of NFL Friday, a wild card edition here alongside Tyler Freire. I'm Christian O'Hara. Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Always great to be here. Always great to be here on the show. Matt Morrow and Rich Jean in the back. We got an all-star crew here today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Before we get into some, you know, wild card action a little bit, got to talk about the Giants and Jets real quick. You know, disappointing years for both teams. I'd say more so for the Giants than the Jets. Giants finished six and ten, uh, second straight year in a row, third straight losing season. Haven't made the playoffs now since they won the Super Bowl uh, four years ago. So you know, and it's been well documented, Tyler. I think five blown fourth quarter leads. They could have won, you know, a bunch of those games, and it just yeah. didn't work out for them. Yeah, as you mentioned uh, two weeks ago when we did NFL Friday, right. if the se- if the game ended with two minutes left to go in the right. fourth, they would be eleven and five or right. ten and six exactly. as opposed to six and ten. Exactly, they just couldn't close it out, and it was tough to see the, to the way they lose to the Philly in a division matchup in the last game of the year. It was tough. Right, it's just you know it's just kind of the way the season went this year, um, and obviously you know when you're the New York Giants who actually haven't had three straight losing seasons since the 1970s, wow. um, you know a proud franchise indeed. They needed to make a change. Tom Coughlin. Resigns after 12 years, two Super Bowl wins, eight and three record, um, and you know it was uh, it was a crazy scene, kind of you know watching the, the way the press conference unfolded. Um, you know he he gave a, a very you know it, the, the speech got me very inspired, got me very pumped up. You know Matt will play some clips here in a minute, but um, you know things that he said, just you know talking about becoming a better man, talking about you know being a good next door neighbor, talking about the wins and losses don't mean anything compared to the relationships with players that you have. And he got into this business to teach and mold men to become better people on it, you know, both better football players and better men, better fathers, better husbands. And he certainly accomplished that. As you've seen, right. a lot of the players were actually choking up. Right. Eli Manning, time. very, you know, emotional. And I seen um something on Twitter is like lip was quivering right. the whole time. He right. really wanted he looked like he was gonna cry, honestly. Right. It was just it was a tough situation. Tom Coughlin molded that dynasty. I mean, you can kinda right. call it that two Super Bowls right. in twelve years. Right. It's hard to do. Right. Um it was just it was it was a nice sight to see the players really behind him, even though He's stepping down as the head coach. Right. So, you know, Matt, I I think we have some of these clips here. So let's just give the audience here kind of an insight. If you haven't heard or seen what Tom Coughlin had to say, here's what he had to say at his press conference. They follow that up by saying they become better men, better husbands, better fathers, better friends because of their experience having been a New York Giant. You know, very touching stuff there. You could see, you know, the emotion in his face and the emotion really within the room. Um, you know, everybody, it was just a sad day. It was a sad day because, you know, and, and I will make, make light of this, and I'm going to make light of this in my report, you know, that, that, that we'll, we'll play here in a couple minutes. Um, Tom Coughlin did the best that he could with the personnel that he was given, and the personnel that you're given as a head coach is given to you by the general manager. And Jerry Reese, as he said, takes full responsibility for this season, as he should. You could make an argument, and I will make this argument, that Jerry Reese should have been fired after this season. And I agree. I mean, that defense just looked horrendous throughout the whole Putrid. year. Putrid. I think 31st in the NFL he finished. That falls on the GM, Jerry Reese. But Tom Coughlin, being the great man that he is, right. he's the head coach. He's the quintessential leader of that team. Right. 
you have to take the fall as, as the head coach of the football team. So he did that. He did it honorably. Right, but, exactly. And you, you, I couldn't have said any better, Tyler. You know, he, he's a man among, you know, he, he, he's a man among men. If that makes any sense, <laughs> he is the big man on campus. Um, and it's just, it's just unfortunate, kind of the way the situation played out. But you know, as, as the giant beat reporter and and a huge Giants fan, I just want to say thank you, Tom, for everything that you have done for this organization, for the fans. Um, you know, one of the true ambassadors of the of the foot the National Football League and one of the better people, better men we've had in the game in a while. No, I agree a hundred percent. Couldn't have said any better. So, you know, that that's from the Giants perspective. Let's take a listen to my report here um on the, the you know the just the Giants season in general and you know saying goodbye to Tom Coughlin. The end of an era is upon us. After back to back six and ten seasons and three straight losing all right, so that's my th- those are my thoughts uh, on Tom Coughlin and the Giants. You know, hopefully they can you know get, uh, build through the draft, build through free agency, and and hopefully put together a better product for 2016. Still don't know who the coach is going to be. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be Ben McAdoo, but you know it remains to be seen. Honestly, you have a good foundation too. Right. You have Odell Beckham, who's one of the better receivers in the league. Right. Eli Manning just finished with 35 touchdown passes. Right. He had a, actually a pretty good year. Right, one short of the league lead. Exactly. So. I think you really have to sharpen up on the defensive end if you're right. the Giants. And a name that comes that jumps out to me is Lovey Smith, who mm-hmm. just got fired from Tampa. Right. He's a defensive-minded head coach. Hopefully you can get Jerry Reese to get a couple free agents in there and get a good draft, and hopefully Lovey Smith can mold into a, a nice coach. That's my prediction to who would be their coach, but I just it's going to be a tough offseason for, for the Giants. For me, I think the wish list for me would be Josh McDaniels 1, Patricia 2, uh, McAdoo three, but I think they're gonna go with McAdoo. Yeah. Um. I just think that you know they crave stability. That organization almost to the extent of maybe you know doing it overboard. Um. You know they don't want to change. They don't want to kind of just shake everything up. Similar to the way that the Steelers or the Packers. You know th- these franchises are very patient and very conservative, yeah. and and they crave stable ownership, stable coaching. So if I were a betting man, I'd say probably McAdoo. But I don't know. If you really want to change the whole culture around, you know, what's going on here, I think maybe you bring somebody from the outside. But it'll be remained, it'll remain to be seen who they hire. Um, it'll certainly be an interesting job. Obviously, you've got a franchise quarterback and a, and a top five receiver in the league. It's an attractive job, and it's the New York football and Giants. a lot of people forget about Victor Cruz. I right. Mean, if he can yeah. come back, they yeah. can be one of the better duos in the receiver game for sure. Well, a lot a lot of things to sort out there in uh, in New York for Big Blue. But let's move on to the uh, little brother, if you will, <laughs> of football teams here in New York, the New York Jets, who honestly, not surprisingly, failed to make the playoffs. Um, they had it all lined up on a silver platter for them. They beat the big, bad New England Patriots, and everybody's flying high, fits magic, this and that, <laughs> and then what do you know? It comes tumbling down. That's typical Jets football. It's, if, if there were any game to encapsulate the existence of this franchise, it is the game on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. They failed to show up. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws not one, not two. I'm going to go on my LeBron here. Not three <laughs> you know, interceptions. Three interceptions on the final yeah. three drives. I love it. He imploded. He imploded. Yeah. When you needed him most, when you need the Jets to do not jet things the most, it, they, they fail to do it. It's just, I, as a Giants fan and as a salty Giants fan, I love it. You can make the argument that they had a more disappointing season than the Giants. They finished 10-6. and six, Right, right. Missed the playoffs at a 10-6 and six record, and all they're going to remember is that game in Buffalo, 22-17, Fitzpatrick couldn't get it done for you when it mattered most. I just feel like that's just what Fitzpatrick has been in. 
a lot of people were high on him right. as he started throwing touchdown passes to right. Marshall Decker. He started playing consistently, but yeah. he's never been to the playoffs in his career, I believe. No, he's never been. Neither has Brandon Marshall. He, yeah, 10 years in the league for Brandon. I'm not sure how long Fitzpatrick has been there, but similar. you can kind of yeah. see it coming. They didn't have a stable yeah. quarterback right. with that clutch gene that can get you a win on the road when you, ho- when you control your own destiny. And against an AFC, AFC, each, AFC East matchup against Rex Ryan, your ex-coach, that's what you, that's when you show up to play, and they just didn't show up. You know, everybody was flying high. They beat the big bad Titans, the big bad Dolphins, the, <laughs> the big Dolphins. bad Giants, right? And then they finally they got an impressive win at home because I guess Bill Belichick was on drugs. He was kicking the ball off. I don't know what he was doing, but you know, it was very uncharacteristic. New England had like guys off the street playing their offensive line, so everybody's flying high in Jetville. And honestly, though, I thought they were going to win the Buffalo game, and I thought they were going to make some noise in the playoffs. But I'm I'm so happy it didn't happen. Um, shout out to Tyrod Taylor. Shout out to Rex Ryan. Shout out to Sammy Watkins, who just straight up abused Darrell Revis. He was toasting him like bread, like bread. It was re- it was great. It was great. I mean, literally, Revis would play ten yards behind the line of scrimmage for Sammy Watkins to to cover him, and Sammy would go, "Okay, I'm just going to take the slant route and run forty yards out the gate." Yeah. It was great. It was great football to watch, and Rex looked focused. They barely held on, but it was it was a great atmosphere up in there for Bills Mafia. Eight and eight's like winning the Super Bowl for them. Rex Ryan found a way for the Jets to miss the playoffs again. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's great, it's great. And so you know, let's not talk about you know the Jets any longer. Um, let's move on to you know games that actually matter now. The AFC Wild Card matchup. Let's start with the Chiefs and Texans. The first game on the slate. And Tyler, I'm not so sure that there's any hotter team in football outside of Seattle than the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I agree. Ten straight wins, only the. I think third team in NFL history to make the playoffs after a 10-game winning streak. And if it wasn't for Bruce Arians and Ron Ron Rivera for the head coach of the year award, it would probably be Andy Reid. Either Andy Reid or Bill O'Brien. Right. Both coaches right. in this matchup. Agreed. The Texans got to the playoffs not with four starting quarterbacks on their team. It's just it's going to be a great matchup, I think, against uh the Houston Texans on the road for the Chiefs. They haven't really beaten any good teams in this 10-game winning right. streak. I think a combined winning percentage of 4 Point six one the last ten games, right? And they were one in five against teams that were a playoff team last year at the beginning of the year. So I just think a lot of people are flying high on the Chiefs, but I just I'm not on that wave right now. I just think the Texans with J.J. Watt, who's the lead in the league in sacks once again, probably the one of the better defensive players of our generation. It's going to be tough for the Chiefs to get a win on the road here in the playoffs. Um, I just want to I just want to shout out the Texans coaching staff real quick. Mm-hmm. Um. They could have laid down. They could have said, oh, you know what? We don't have our guy. You know, four different quarterbacks, whatever the number is. They finished 9-7. and seven. I mean, granted, the division was trash. They were It was the worst division in football. Um, but they never quit. They have J.J. Watt, you know, the best defender in football. Um, and so, you know, Coach O'Brien, they have that mini New England kind of culture down there in, in Houston with guys from the staff, um, you know, coming over from New England. They um they're an interesting bunch. Look, I, I you know I'm going to spoil my pick. I, I think Kansas City is going to go in there. Maybe a closer game than people think, but I think Kansas City pulls this out. I like the way Alex Smith is playing. I think Macklin uh, getting involved in the offense. Sharkandrick West, guys like that. You know they've been playing pretty well. And look, that that Chiefs defense is nothing to play with. You know Eric Berry, guys guys like Eric Berry. I know Justin Houston's been hurt, but he looks like he might be back for a possible run here if they get if they get going. Guys like Tamba Ali. You know yeah. guys. Guys on this Chiefs defense who can really get after the quarterback here. Um, it's going to be a tough day for Brian Horry in the offense. I, I like the Chiefs in this one. That's just my opinion. Just like you said, Jer- Jeremy Macklin will probably come to play. Alex Smith right. has been playing much better this year. 
But like you said, I don't think it's going to be as a blowout as everyone thinks. It's right. going to be a close game. Right. My prediction is 17-14. Wow, okay, so low-scoring game. Low maybe, scoring. maybe Travis Kelsey game-winning touchdown, something like exactly. that. I just think both of those defense are stout. They've been one of the better defenses, both of those teams. I agree, league. yeah. With the sacks and with uh, not letting up a lot of points. It's going to be a, a defensive matchup in this one. And Alex Smith in the playoffs is a little shaky, too. And like you said, the Texans don't really have a quarterback. So it's going to come down to the defense. And I think Kansas City will end up prevailing in this one. I'm going to go close game up until about late in the fourth quarter. I'm going to go like 27-17, something like yeah. that, Kansas City. I think maybe Kansas City scores a late touchdown, kind of put it away there. Yeah. Um, but like you said, I think it's going to be a competitive matchup. you know. And that's really all. With the college football bowl season just being you know ridiculous. Um, yeah. Hoping for a competitive NFL playoffs here. I like the Chiefs in this one. Tyler seems to think the same here. Um, and look, you know, it, it's 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 guys up front who can control the line of scrimmage. You know, if Alex Smith is being harassed by J.J. Watt, that gives Houston a little bit more momentum yep. and a little bit more firepower on offense. You know, the matchup to watch is, um, I believe it's going to be Sean Smith on DeAndre Hopkins, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Sean and, Smith. and 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 you know, it's. It's going to be a fun matchup. Nuke the bomb, as they call him on Twitter. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a force to be reckoned with, one of the top receivers in the league. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's a deep threat. He can get you 100 yards and a touchdown any any game of the week. But going against the Chiefs defense, it's going to be tough. And, like, there's no really playoff experience from this Texans team, especially from the quarterbacks. And who's starting for them? Do you even know? Who's the starting quarterback? Brian, Brian Ho- Hoyer. I Brian think Hoyer, Hoyer will be the starter. After the first game of the year, he was benched right, after three quarters. Right. So they've been flip-flopping with the quarterbacks all year. But like you said, if J.J., it comes down to the front seven for the Texans defense and the offensive line for the Chiefs. Because if the Texans can find a way to somehow just stabilize that offense that's been so good for the past ten weeks, then I think they'll have a chance. But right. my, like I said, I think that Chiefs will end up Late, right. late, coming away with a, with a close victory. Right. Look, I I think they're playing r- the right football at the right time here. I like Kansas City in this one. Um, let's move on to the other AFC wild card matchup: the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, by the grace of the Buffalo Bills, get in the playoffs yeah. at ten and six. Um, and look, you know, Pittsburgh blew a golden opportunity. They had Baltimore and Cleveland, yeah. and they lose in Baltimore to Ryan Mallett, a guy you know <laughs> who had been in Houston. And then, you know, they signed him, I guess, off his couch like three days before the game, and he goes out there and lights up the Steelers' defense, who has been suspect all year. Exactly. Um, look, another possibility for a close game here, although I would like Cincy's chances a lot better if they had Andy Dalton in this game yeah. as opposed to A.J. McCarron. Even though McCarron's held his own, I'm not so sure McCarron does enough to get it done. They're going to have to rely a lot on Jeremy Hill, a lot yeah. on A.J. Green, and Gio Bernard back there. It's kind of the same situation with the Texans. Right, agreed. Because the, they have A.J. McCarron, who's a rookie. Is he a rookie this year? He's a second-year player. Second-year, yeah. who hasn't really gotten any playing time this year. And going against the Steelers' defense, who's been suspect, and not the Steelers' defense of old that we've known for the past 10 years that Big Ben's been there, hasn't been the same. And the Chiefs' defense, they are only allowing 17 points a game, which is only a mere tenth of a point behind the Seattle's defense. So a top defense for the Chiefs, excuse me, uh, Cincinnati, they're going to have to rely on on their defense for this one. Right, Um and look, you know, you bring up a good point here, Tyler, in the notes. Which version of Ben Roethlisberger are we going to get on Sunday? Because if if we get a bad Ben Roethlisberger, that me, that really feeds into Cincinnati's chances to win the game at home. You know, it gives McCarron because Roethlisberger. Let, let's be honest. Let's Ben Roethlisberger is a very good quarterback, an elite quarterback in this league. But down the stretch here, 
He's not necessarily played some of his best football, with the exception maybe of the Denver game yeah. that he went wild. You know, down the stretch here when they needed it most, he's thrown a lot of interceptions. And even in that Denver game, they were down twenty-one to zero, I think it was. Right, they've been struggling right. in, the, in December. Right. You figure, and it's it's mind-boggling. A guy like Eli, right, who only has Odell, puts up those numbers, and a, and a guy with Ben Roethlisberger who has a solid running game in D'Angelo Williams, he's out. That's going to be another key, That's key in this game, yeah. and the best receiving trio in the league, and he's still struggling. Two picks in the last three games. Right, right. That's not Big Ben that we know. No. That's not the future Hall of Famer, right, most likely, right. that we know. hundred percent. Yeah, so I just think with this receiver matchup, with um, the receivers they have going against this tough Cincinnati defense, if Big Ben can find that playoff spark that he's been he's had his entire career and kind of sharpen things up because his defense is not going to save him this time because right. that's what the story was of late with the Pittsburgh Steelers winning those two Super Bowls. It was their defense. They don't have it this year, so it's going to have to be Big Ben in the offense. And like you said, Antonio Brown, oh, Martavius Bryant, yeah. Marcus Wheaton. Wheaton. Marcus Wheaton. They're all, I think they're the only trio in the NFL with 700-plus yards for those three receivers. It's, it's unbelievable. It's going to be um, it's going to be on Big Ben's shoulders for this week, and I think the Pittsburgh Steelers will come away with a close victory on the road in right. Cincinnati. I, I, you know, I'm going to go, Steelers win this game. I'm going to go again, you know, similar type of score. I'm probably going to go 28-20 Pittsburgh. Um, I think they do just enough at the end um, there. Again, I think it'll be two close AFC games. I like Pittsburgh uh, in this game. You know, I just think that, like you said, I think Ben will show up to play on the road here. Um, I think Pittsburgh knows this is game time. They can't kind of play the way they've yeah. been playing. And look, it's a fresh slate for them to zero, kind of just, zero Yeah, playoffs. exactly. You know, for them to kind of come out roaring here. Um, but this is a different Cincinnati team. Unfortunately, I just don't think – I think they'll just, you know <laughs> – like the last few years, they'll be written a check, and they like, see you guys. They'll you know, find a fun. way to lose. The they'll game, find a way to lose the, the the playoff game, and it's at night. So you know, <laughs> a Cincinnati a Cincinnati Bengal team in their first playoff game at night. What could go wrong? Oh, you pro- know? probably a loss. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you know, I'm going to go with the Steelers there. Um, Tyler's going with the Steelers. Let's move over to the NFC now, where we get you know a very intriguing matchup. You know, I I personally think this is. This is not going to be as competitive as you as you think, Tyler. Yeah. Um, the Seattle Seahawks versus the Minnesota Vikings. Seattle's the hottest team in football. Let's just oh, put by it, far. Yeah, by, by far. Let's Russell just put Wilson's it plainly. Absolutely. Level, yeah. um, you know they they have hit their stride and a half here in the in the last few weeks of the season. Um, they're starting to look like you know the Seattle team that has won um, the Super Bowl and and you know lost the Super Bowl in the final play last year. Marshawn Lynch is, is healthy enough. It looks like to play in this game. Maybe maybe seems. not. Yeah. You know, so. They have a lot of things going. That defense is starting to play like the Legion of Boom of old. I just don't see how Minnesota does it. Give me a reason why they can't. I'm the min- I'm definitely the minority in this right. group. I think Minnesota is going to come out home playoff game uh-huh. in zero degree weather, probably right. the coldest game in the past 30 years in the NFL. Right. They're going to find a way to give AP the ball because the last time when Seattle played Minnesota in November, they right. won, I think, 35-6. to It was the- Minnesota's worst, Blowout, yeah. worst loss of the year for Minnesota by right. far. And AP only had 18 yards and eight touches. This is the best running back in the league. He just right. led the league in rushing for the, his third time, third I think time, it was. Right. They have to find a way just to feed Adrian Peterson because it's going to be frigid temperatures, and Teddy Bridgewater has not been a prolific not passer. Not been great. He's really not been great. Not at all. He has 14 touchdown passes right. on the year, which right. is amongst among the qualified quarterbacks is last by right. six touchdowns. Right. So we don't really... The Minnesota Vikings don't really have that deep threat or like a receiver they can look at. They have Kyle Rudolph, who's a top ten tight end in right. this league. But just in this, I think in the cold temperature, Adrian Peterson, you hand him the ball twenty times, he'll get you a touchdown and it'll be close. I think it's going to be a t- seventeen 
14 win for Minnesota. Wow. I'm going with the same score as I did with uh, Chiefs and Texans, but I, I like Minnesota in this one. Right. But the Legion of Boom, there. I think this is the f- this is the fourth consecutive year they led football in the scoring defense, right. which is the first defense to ever do that in football. Right. So it's going to be a tough one for Minnesota, but home, I think they'll take this one. I um I have to disagree with you there, Tyler. Look, they like you said, their game plan will revolve around Adrian Peterson. But if I'm the Seattle Seahawks, the stat you just mentioned that feeds right into their favor is the 14 touchdown passes from Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. That means he's thrown less than one touchdown pass a game. Yeah. That's awful. It's terrible. And terrible. and so when you when you think about that stat, <clears throat> if I'm Seattle, I stack the box. I say, Adrian, you're going to have to beat eight of us. And you know what? We're gonna we're gonna play our base defense. And you know what, Teddy? If you beat us, tip of the cap to you. Because if I'm the Seattle Seahawks, I don't believe that that kid can beat us. And like that's probably that's most likely what they're gonna right. do. They're, they're gonna, gonna stack, stack, the box, stack the box, key twenty eight, and say that's don't it. let him beat us. If that's five it. beats us, that's fine. Yeah. And look, th- I think that defense does a, a good job stopping the run. Um, you know, I just I just think Seattle's got it rolling here. Sometimes you can't kind of stop a team that's been rolling and and as good a team as they are, the, the as good uh, uh as 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 good players they have on that team. They have a very talented defense. Obviously, everybody knows the names: Sherman, Chancellor, yeah. Thomas. You know, Bennett up front. Yeah. I just think it's going to be a tough matchup, Tyler. I'm going to go Seattle, thirty four. Minnesota seventeen. Yeah, and Seattle has yet to give up a hundred yard rusher. Right. on the entire yeah. season. Look, it's going to take a Herculean effort out of Peterson, and it very well could happen. And I, he's an MVP. He's a former right. MVP, right. leader rusher in the mm-hmm. NFL this year. Uh, it's uh, this is more my heart kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, Adrian Peterson has been my favorite player since he came into the league. Right. So I kind of like roll with Minnie whenever. Right, they play. right, right, right. So did I convince you? Did I try to convince? Honestly, you? I'm looking at like these stats, and it seems. Like the um, this card just stacked against the Vikings, to yeah. Say the, look, to say the least. No, look, and, and I mean, you know, you very well could be right. You could see something that none of us see here, and then you you stroll in here next <laughs> Friday and say, "Hey, I told you guys." But I just look based on everything I've seen. I just I kind of don't see it happening. But it, it remains to be seen. That's why they play the games, and we're sitting here and just talking. And it's going to be zero degrees, right? And yeah, Seattle's never played in that that type of. Uh, weather before, so right. I'm relying on that. Yeah, so. look, I mean, pound pound the rock. If AP gets loose for a couple, you never know. You really never know. Maybe Teddy comes out looking like Brett Favre. Who knows? Who knows? Hey, who knows? Who knows? I, honestly, I like Minnie. I'm just going to end it on that. Speaking of, speaking of Brett Favre, a team, you know, he played for the Vikings. He also played for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> they invade FedEx Field in Washington, D.C., to play Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk One Cousins. One of the hotter quarterbacks right. in the league right now. No, what? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What? <laughs> no, that was supposed to be a joke. Oh, yeah. Wait, I no, just yeah. got that. oh my god. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As Matt is booing in my ear. No, I am just playing. We like to have fun here on NFL Friday. No, you're right. He is one of the hotter quarterbacks in the NFL, and I don't mean that by his looks. Um, you know, he's been playing lights out football here um for the the Washington Redskins. And you know what? This game is kind of the way you view the Seattle Minnesota game for me. All evidence, all evidence points to a Washington win here. They've been rolling. They're at home. Kirk Cousins has seven has a seventy five percent completion percentage at home. That's crazy. Seventy five. Every four throws, he completes three of them. So, the Packers have been struggling. They started out six and zero. They finished ten and six. They were, you know, they won that lucky hail mary game in Detroit. The only reason I'm going with the Packers, and this is the game I, I have least confidence in, this pick right here. I'm going with the Packers because of one man and one man only, and that's Aaron Rodgers. 
I, I want to agree with right. you just because, that, like you said, Aaron Rodgers right. has been one of the better yeah. quarterbacks in the NFL for a very long time. Right. Very suspect on the defensive end, though, with the Packers. And Kirk Cousins, one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league right now, along with Russell Wilson and Cam. Yeah. Uh, I just I just think that they're gonna find they're gonna struggle with the offensive game, even though it's the playoffs and it's Aaron Rodgers. They don't have Jordy Nelson, which was an all pro wide receiver last year. R- Randall Cobb is probably their number one receiving option. He's hasn't posted a hundred yard game since week two. They have James Jones, who's a touchdown machine for them this year, who's I think he has ten on the year. But I, I'm gonna go with Washington on this one. Okay. Home FedEx field. I know Washington has been Terrible for the past ten years. Always talking about firing their coach. Always every off season, off season has been bad for the Redskins. For the first time in a while, it actually they have some bright side with Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Jackson. I'm gonna go with Washington in this one. I like uh, a close game, twenty-seven to twenty-four. I don't blame you. I really don't. Um, look, my dad is a Packer fan, and you know I've been talking to him over the weeks. And I said, you know, I, 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 I straight up tell him, like, Dad, your team is awful. Like, you, your team is not a good football team. They're, they've no. just been kind of stringing together the wins here. Um, and look, they, again, like you said, you know, Matt was telling me in my ear just now that Rodgers has had a 93 rating this season. I think he has like 38 touchdowns and eight interceptions. It's the worst rating of his career, even though the numbers are ridiculous. I watch Aaron Rodgers play, and that's not the same Aaron Rodgers. That's no. really not. Even though the numbers are there, and that's why stats are misleading. Yeah. Because and, you, and you've seen it in the last game yeah. of the year against the Vikings, NFC North champion right, on the line. Yeah, so NFC North on the line. Aaron Rodgers usually gets that game at home in Lambeau. And he just didn't look right. like himself. Right. I think it was it was a little more of the Vikings defense kind of had a great uh, game plan as they play him twice a year. All like for the past, right. they've been in the division for a long time. I just I just think that Aaron Rodgers is going to struggle on the road in a playoff game in Washington. And I know it doesn't sound like. It's the right pick, but Washington, it sounds crazy. They might be in the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> they they very well could be. Look, they've been playing like one of the better teams in football. You always look for one of the hotter teams. Rich Gene in my ear, you know, correcting me, Aaron did not throw 38 touchdown passes. That would have been the league lead. He threw 31, so I knew that's why I felt like Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing like the Aaron Rodgers of old. Still good stats. Oh, 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 obviously. But, you know, he misses Jordy Nelson. He misses that deep threat down the field. And, look— I'm going to say they're going to rely on Eddie Lacy. I'm going to say that Aaron Rodgers is going to snap out of it for at least a game here. And I think the Packers will do enough. I'm going to go Green Bay 27, Washington 24. They win it on a Mason Crosby game-winning field goal at the end. I think they break Washington's hearts. But, Tyler, your pick is a very good pick. It has very good legitimacy. And I could totally see Washington winning because they've been playing 10 times better football down the stretch than Green Bay has. Again, I'm just going with number twelve. Yeah, and then, and in the NFL playoffs, it's usually the hotter team. Right, that, right, that right. Yeah, especially the last few years. Yeah, so, so I, that's why I'm rolling with Washington. Right. So just to recap here, and we'll get your guys' picks in the back. We'll even get John and Tommy's picks back there. I am going, you know, with you know, and we'll get it into the pick segment again. But I am going with in the AFC. I'm going with Kansas City, and I'm going with Pittsburgh. And in the NFC, I'm going with Seattle and Green Bay. I'm the same way in the AFC with Kansas City and. Um, and Pitt, but I'm going with Minnesota and Washington in the NFC. And, uh, you know, a, a little preview of the pick segment. We'll go to it right now. <laughs> all right, all right. We, uh, we, got, we got our pick segment here. Um, Look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right. So now we got our pick segment here all squared away. Um, Tyler, you know, we went through our picks. Like I said, I like Kansas City and Pittsburgh in the AFC, Seattle and Green Bay in the NFC, just to give, them, give the audience one more time in the AFC. Kansas City over the Texans, Pittsburgh over Cincy, and I like Minnesota home against Seattle, and I like Washington home against Green Bay. And guys in the back, Rich Jean, who do you like in the AFC? I'm going to have to go with uh, the Chiefs, and then I'm going to have to support the Bengals on this one. I believe uh, Adrian McCarron will show up for his uh, former alma mater playing the national championship and come out with a W as well. Matt? All right, so we're sticking just AFC right now. I'm going to go – I don't want to pick the Chiefs. Tyler made a good point that they're rather not beating anybody good in that streak. But, I don't know, 10 in a row is tough to, tough to argue with. I'll go Kansas City. And I'm loving the Steelers for knocking out the Jets. So let's go Steelers. All right, for my picks in the AFC, I'm going to go with the Chiefs over the Texans. Just like you guys were saying, I think it'll be a close game, but I think the Chiefs, ten, 10 wins in a row is nothing to sneeze at. And in the other game, I'll take the Steelers over the Bengals. So John Furlong on the Chiefs and the Steelers here. And, uh, you know, just, you know, I think that's the consensus pick here. Uh, you know, I, I, again, you know, crazier things have happened. And this this has been a wacky year in, 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 a, in a wacky year for the league. Um, you know, it just craziness has happened this, this year. The league's been turned upside down. A lot of close games. But in the NFC, guys, Rich Gene, who do you have in the NFC matchups? Uh, Seahawks don't know how to fly in the cold, so I'm going to go with the Vikings in this one. And wow. as much as I dislike the Redskins, Kurt Cousin has been balling out the past 16 games, so I believe he will come on top. Interesting. Rich Gene switching it up. I don't know, guys. The The Vikings haven't been playing at University of Minnesota for quite that long, so maybe they don't know how to play in that kind of weather either. The Seahawks have been so good despite that one terrible game that almost cost me fantasy, which it didn't, by the way. I beat Tyler in the championship. <laughs> Woo! Right. Um, <laughs> nah, the Seahawks, Seahawks have been uh, – They've been great. Ball winning. Russell Wilson have just come alive. Uh, they've already shown they can beat the Vikings. So I'm going to go Seahawks. Packers, Redskins, like you guys mentioned, way too close than it should be if you're talking about this at the beginning of the year. But it's hard to go against Aaron. A.A. Ron, baby. <laughs> Even against you like that. But, yeah. nah, we got to go. We got to go with, uh, with the Green Bay for me. 12. All right, so my NFC picks. I'm going to go with the See, oh gosh, the Seahawks over <laughs> the Vikings in the first game. I don't care how cold it is. Right. I just think that the Seahawks are a much better team than the Vikings. And then on the other game, I'm going to go with the Redskins in a blowout, surprisingly. Whoa! I Whoa! Just, did anyone else watch the Sunday night? No, game you're right. You're right. Vikings? Yeah. Like that, the, the Packers have just been They've been terrible. No, you're absolutely. They have it's, been awful. I really. John, no, you know what? Now that you sit back and think about it, that necessarily doesn't sound like a whoa kind of. I, I can. I can. I don't think it'll happen, but if if it does happen, I can totally see it because Green Bay's been playing awful. You're oh right. yeah, You're absolutely. Right. And they got blown out by the the Cardinals the week before. Right. So it's it, their Packers are pretty much backing it in into the playoffs. And you've seen in the past how hot teams can come in and really run the table, but the Packers have done basically the opposite. And I really I think it's going to be one and done for them this year. So there you have it. And you know, just coming across the screen here, Khalil Mack becomes the first player in NFL history to be voted All-Pro um, at two positions, which is outside linebacker and defensive end. I know, um, Tyler, you were talking, you know, singing his praises, Khalil, singing his praises earlier. Khalil Mack is a force to be reckoned with. 
out of a small school in the University of Buffalo. Buffalo. He came out of nowhere, honestly. That's crazy. Now, all of a sudden, the Raiders have a um, a leader on that defense with Derek Carr and Michael Crabtree and Mari Cooper. Hopefully, they can turn around next year. Absolutely. So, you know, as uh, as uh, as you said, Tyler, you know, the Raiders, you know, they, they have a lot of young talent. And it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of maybe build on that with Derek Carr, Michael Crabtree, Amari Cooper, Khalil Mack on the defensive end. Um, Woodson just retired. But, you know, they have a lot of guys on that team that, you know, they uh, they could be a, a team to be reckoned with here in a couple of years. Yeah, quick look to the next year. I think they can be a playoff team wild they card. Could. They absolutely could. Why not? Next year we could be talking about Oakland in the wild right. card. Look, so. I love the team. You know, hopefully they, they, do it. they don't move to Los Angeles. Um, we're not moving anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Uh, this is NFL Friday, another edition, the Wild Card Edition. Should be a heck of a weekend of games. I'm looking forward to it. For Tyler Freer, I'm Christian O'Hara. See you next week for an NFL Friday Divisional Round Preview. This has been One on One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.